Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. I hope you came with your imaginations and listening skills in good order, because I'm going to share a story with you today that will call for both. Last year, I became familiar with the 20th century English writer Rose Philemon, who was especially noted for her works on the fairy folk for children. I shared a couple of her stories with you last year from a collection called The Rainbow Cat, but I didn't read any of the stories about the Rainbow Cat himself. I'd like to correct that oversight by reading for you today. The First Adventure of the Rainbow Cat by Rose Philemon. There was once a cat, which was not the least like any cat you've ever seen, or I either, for the matter of that. It was a fairy cat, you see. And so you would rather expect it to be different, wouldn't you? It had a violet nose, indigo eyes, pale blue ears, green front legs, a yellow body, orange back legs, and a red tail. In fact, it was colored with all the colors of the rainbow. And on that account, it was known as the Rainbow Cat. It lived, of course, in fairyland, and it had all sorts of strange adventures. I'm going to tell you some of them, and I think you'll agree with me that it really had a very thrilling time, one way or another. This is the first. The Rainbow Cat was sitting quietly at the door of his house one sunny day. He felt rather bored. Fairyland had been very quiet lately. I think it's time I set out on an adventure, a voyage of some kind, he said suddenly. I shall get fat and stupid if I don't do something of the sort. So he shut up his house, put a notice on the door to say he hoped to be back some day, if not sooner, and that letters and parcels were to be thrown down the chimney and started off on his journey with a nice little wallet of assorted ottomans tied to his tail together with a neat parcel containing his party bow and his dancing slippers. Well, one never knows, said the rainbow cat, whom one may meet, and it's always well to be prepared for anything. He went on and on until he came to the edge of fairyland, where the clouds begin. I may as well pay the cloud folk a visit, thought he, and he began climbing up the clouds. The people who live in the clouds are quite pleasant creatures. They don't do very much, but being idle doesn't seem to make them unhappy. They live in splendid cloud places that are even more beautiful on the side which can't be seen from earth than on the side which can. Often one may see them drifting across the sky in companies, or driving their pearly chariots, or sailing in their light boats. They live on the air, and the only thing that they are really afraid of is the thunder giant, who, when he gets angry, which is rather often, he goes stamping over the sky, shouting and knocking their houses about. They greeted the rainbow cat kindly and were pleased to see him, for he was an old friend, and they were always glad to welcome visitors from fairyland. You have come at just the right moment, they said. There is a grand party at the weather clerk's. His eldest son, the North Wind, is to be married today 
to Princess Pearl, the daughter of the King of the Enchanted Isles. The Rainbow Cat was pleased that he had brought his party bow and his best shoes. His bag of ornaments might also come in useful, he thought. It was a wonderful wedding. Everybody went. Among the guests there was even a comet, and comets attend none but the smartest gatherings. The Aurora Borealis looked magnificent. So did the bride's father, the king of the Enchanted Isles, who was there with his lovely wife, Mother of Pearl. There were one or two boars present who had to be asked because they were connected with somebody or other, and another aged relation, anti-cyclone, a most disagreeable old lady. But on the whole, it was a charming affair. Just as the merriment was at its height and they were all happily feasting and rejoicing, a friendly swallow came flying in with the news that the thunder giant was tearing across the sky in a terrible rage because of a passing trade wind who was in a hurry and had trodden on his toe. What shall we do? said everyone. He'll spoil the party. He'll upset everything. And they all ran about in great confusion and distress. But the rainbow cat remained quite calm. He was a very resourceful creature. He retired under a table and opened his little bag and examined its contents, thinking hard all the time. Presently he came out. I think I can manage the thunder giant, he said. Pray go on with the party. I'll go and meet him and see what can be done. They were all greatly astonished at his courage and coolness, but they were delighted to think that their party might not be spoiled after all and they crowded round to watch him go off sailing to meet the giant, whose shoutings and mutterings could by this time be clearly heard in the distance. When the rainbow cat had gone some way and could already see the giant from afar, he stopped, opened his bag, and drew out a large black cloak. This he put on, pulling the hood well over his ears. Then he sat down, and appeared to be lost in deep thought. When the thunder giant came up and stood still for a moment to look at this strange object all alone in the middle of the sky, "'Who are you, and what are you doing here?' he roared. "'I'm the celebrated wizard Mupus,' replied the cat in a very deep and impressive voice. "'Mind my bag. There's black magic in it. "'I've heard of you, oh great thunder giant.' and he got up and bowed three times. The giant felt rather flattered, but he was still very cross and his foot hurt. I don't think much of wizards, he said. What can you do? I can tell your thoughts, O oh giant, was the reply. Oh, ho, 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 laughed the giant. And pray, what am I thinking at this moment, Mr. Mupus? That is quite easy, said the rainbow cat. You're thinking how your foot is hurting you and how you would like to get hold of the person who trod on your corns. But the cat had heard all of this from the swallow. The giant was astonished. You're a rather wonderful fellow, he said. Must be useful to be able to do that. Can you teach me? I dare say I might be able to, said the rainbow cat. Eh, let me see if I can... Sh 
I dare say I might be able to, said the rainbow cat. I'll see if you show any promise. Sit down, please. The giant sat down and the rainbow cat walked three times around him, muttering to himself. Now, tell me what I'm thinking, said he when he'd done. The thunder giant sat looking at him rather stupidly. He wasn't a very clever person. I suppose you're thinking what a fool I look sitting here, he said. Wonderful, wonderful, said the cat. You show immense promise, sir. I've never had such an apt pupil. (laughs) May I try again, said the giant, who began to think himself very clever. Certainly, said the rainbow cat. What am I thinking of now? The giant tried to put on a very wise look and stared again at the rainbow cat with his stupid little eyes. Beefsteak and onions, he said suddenly. The rainbow cat fell back and pretended to be lost in admiration. Perfectly right, he said. How did you guess such a thing? Oh, it just came into my mind said the giant modestly. You know, said the cat seriously, you ought to cultivate this gift. It's most unusual. Oh, how can I do it? said the giant eagerly, for he thought it would be delightful to be able to read people's thoughts, which shows how stupid he was. Go home, said the cat, and lie down for a couple of hours. Then take these three little pink comfits, and lie down for another couple of hours. After that, you may get up and have a cup of tea. But keep very quiet. Before going to bed, eat this other little white comfort, and when you wake up in the morning, you will be able to read other people's thoughts. The giant was all impatience to be gone, but he did not forget his manners. I'm very much obliged to you, he said. Can I do anything for you in exchange, Mr. Mupus? The rainbow cat pondered for a moment. I should like a bit of lightning, he said. A nice jumpy bit. The giant put his hand in his pocket. Here's a bundle of it, he said. If you cut the string, you can have quite a jolly little display at any moment. The rainbow cat thanked him, and they parted most amicably. The giant went back to his castle and did as he'd been told. Ever since that day, he believes he knows what people are thinking. This makes him feel very superior, and it really doesn't do anyone else any harm. The rainbow cat returned to the party with the bundle of lightning stowed carefully away in his bag. Everyone was most grateful for what he had done and he was quite overwhelmed with attentions. He enjoyed himself very much in Cloudland and stayed for seven days. At the end of that time, he packed up his little bag and set off once more on his travels. And someday you'll hear another story about the adventures of the Rainbow Cat. What a wonderful gift our Father God has given us in our imaginations. And certainly nothing stimulates our creative thoughts more than creation itself. I hope you enjoyed this story that gives a personality to thunder 
and a kind rainbow cat who gets joy from helping others. I hope you'll join me again for more stories that let you exercise your imagination gift in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. <laughs>